have made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that gets us thinking, feeling, interested, talking about things, and then perhaps inspired or challenged to do something because we made the connection. Today, we are doing part two of the St. Paul Art Crawl, and you all know how much I love having our artists join us every year in the fall and the spring for the St. Paul Art Crawl, and we had a great show last week, and this is part two, and Brenda Brasseau, who is the executive director, is joining us again today. Thanks, Lori. Glad to have you here. We also have Kristen Mackel. She is the uh, executive director of the Minnesota Museum of American Art, sometimes called The M. But we want to make sure people know that it's the Minnesota Museum of American Art. Uh, we also have Cecile Schiller. Welcome, Cecile. She's going to be... Cecilia. Cecilia, there we go. Thank you, Cecilia. Uh, we're going to be talking about her art in this Good. segment. It's mm -hmm. going to be fun. We're going to learn all about this wild, mechanical, whimsical art that she creates and her background. We also have Michael Schmidt. Welcome, Michael. Thank you. Michael will be talking about his art as well. And we have Charlie Marie. And Charlie has got some cool art that she'll be talking about from the ACVR. She's also going to be talking about Old Town Artists. So we have a lot of fun in store today. But before we start our interviews, I want to make sure that folks know about when and where the art crawl is. It's October 12th, 13th, and 14th. On Friday, it's from 6 to 10. Saturday, it's from 12 to 8. And Sunday, 12 to 5. This is a great cultural event in the Twin Cities. It's a great way for artists to have their public come see the show that they have, their art gallery, their activities. They've got performing art. They've got music, dance. Um, there are artist buildings that 28 districts, I believe. Am I right? No, there's um, 10 districts, 34 buildings. There we go. Thank you. 10 districts, 34 buildings um, all over St. Paul. Correct. Yep. And on Saturday and Sunday, you can get bus passes. Yep. If you go to our website, you can um, click on the um, little icons for Metro Transit, and you can get um, bus passes that, that can take you on the bus or the train and get you to any of those locations. And today, we're going to be talking with artists, as I've mentioned. Now, Cecilia, you do whimsy and wonder. Uh, you've got Catch and a Wave. You've got interactive sculptures at children's museums. Tell me about your work. Well, thanks for inviting me. And um, my, I've, I've always been interested in, in interactive artwork. I started in theater, and then, um, but you know what? I, what my special skill is, I guess, is working with my hands and sculpturally. So. Um, I do wood carving, and so most of my most of my pieces are made principally out of wood. And I'll have a, a crank that you turn, and it initiates the gears, and then uh, a little story unfolds. Generally, so tell me about the piece that's uh, that folks can come see. Oh well, um, there is the the piece that's featured in the catalog, mm -hmm. but then I have several other pieces too. Um, so when you come to my studio, there'll be a number of different pieces you can experiment with. And so the one that's featured in the in the catalog is called uh, Mark Hansen Loves to Row. And it's uh, it, it, it was created for a show at North House Folk School where I teach classes in Grammar A. And um, so it's a caricature of the founder of the school in a boat and rowing across the, the, the big <laughs> Lake Superior. And, um, and with... Uh, with a number of different things in it. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Oh, okay. You just have to kind of come in and, uh, and turn the crank yourself. And, and when you happens. turn the crank, it moves and all sorts of magical things happen. Yep, it comes to life. Um, and that's, uh, that's the amazing thing, I think, about, about this work is that, um, you know, you, you, you can see it as a static sculpture and it's, it's attractive and everything, but, um, but really the magic happens when, when you turn the crank. You have a theater background, and when we were talking earlier, you were talking about having how fun it is now to just work for an audience of one versus a great big, you know, stage with with a, a great big theater. It, it's nice to just be able to do something very intimate for for one person to enjoy. 
Yeah, and I can kind of stand back in the background and just um, just observe what you know how it affects people and stuff. So um, yeah, you had asked me about any stories I have, and yeah. there's one that kind of stays with me. And um, I I have um, one piece that's very large, and if if uh, if I'm able to, I'm going to put it together and put it up on the sixth floor. It's it's 13 feet tall. Wow. And um, a few years ago, I had it um, displayed in the same, in the Ramsey County Courthouse, um, and uh, I got an email from this woman, and she only wanted to give me her her first name, <laughs> and uh, she said, you know, I I've been, I've been having a hard time lately, and that's why I was at the county courthouse this morning, and I came across your art your artwork, and she said, um, I just had to email you because. You changed my whole outlook, mm -hmm. and you made my day. So thank you. You know, and that, and that for me was like, yes, that's why I do this work. Um, it's you know, it's it's because it 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 brings people into the realm of magic. I think and, and possibility and possibility. Yeah. You had worked at the Dayton's um, eighth floor Christmas. That's where some of your your initial work is. That true? Putting pieces together to create these sort of magical uh yeah I guess I wouldn't say it was my initial work but it it um I worked there as um as a sculptor and then I kind of doubled as as a props person as well and um and when the figures would come in I'd help kind of fine-tune them and get them running um you know so that so that they would work the whole you know the work as they were meant to be and stuff um, so, uh, but I think I've always, I've always had a mechanical, um, a me mechanical bent. I've always been interested in how things move and interact. And if folks want to come see your art, tell us how to get to the ACVR. Well, the ACVR warehouse is, um, is on the west side of the river. It's just across the Wabshaw Bridge from downtown Minnesota, or downtown St. Paul, I'm sorry. And, um, and it's across Water Street from Harriet Island, if, if people know where Harriet Island is. So, um, so just cross the Wabasha Bridge, take a right, and, and you know, about a quarter of a mile, we're right there on your left-hand side. And then you, you mentioned the courthouse that made a difference for that woman's life as she was having a bad time. You also do things in hospitals, especially for children. Uh, you've got one, uh, the Children's Hospital. Yeah, I have a couple in the children's hospital. One's in the in the mother baby center, mm -hmm. and uh, another in the palliative um, in the palliative clinic there. And describe a little bit about what those pieces are. Well, uh, the one that's in the palliative clinic, um, they the theme in the clinic is um, the North Woods, and so um, so for that I I just I I usually like to incorporate animals and stuff in that. And so there's, uh, it's called Night night and Day in the North Woods. Mm -hmm. And um, the sun comes up and, and a bear comes to life. <laughs> there's a waterfall and fish jumping in the, wa in the water and everything. And then um, the sun goes down and the moon comes out and an owl wakes up and flaps his wing and hoots. <laughs> <laughs> so that's on the front side. And on the back side, you can see all the gears moving and, and how that works. I bet the kids are just fascinated with it. Well, yeah, it's a crowd pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> but you also have something, um, Catching a Wave. Tell me about Catching a Wave. Oh, Catching a Wave is at Can-Can um, um, Wonderland mini golf course. And, um, and that one uh, is, uh, well, it's a, part, it's a mini golf course hole. So you, you hit your ball, and it goes up into, I, I had to kind of develop, names for all these different parts. So it goes up into um, a ball feeder. <laughs> it goes <laughs> up a ramp and into a ball feeder. And that, and then the ball slides into um, between the waves on this big wave wheel at the bottom of, of the wave. And, the, and, and then, then it, it turns around in a big circle and carries the ball up and over and then drops it into um, a ball catcher. Uh -huh. And it goes onto a ramp and um, kind of a roller coaster ramp and rides it down and then drops it into uh, a whirlpool where it, it's a clear funnel and it whizzes around in there and then drops out on the green on the other side of the, 
of the um, water feature. It almost seems like you have to have an engineering degree to create some of these things. I mean, do you tinker with it? I mean, how do you get it to do the, all the magical things that you, you have it to? Prototyping. I do uh. a lot of prototyping. <laughs> but, my, yeah, my claim to fame is that in junior high, I had the highest mechanical aptitude in the school. So. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are. Here I am. Putting yeah. it to life. <laughs> Now, you also have other artists that uh, you work with in the ACVR. Do you want to do any shout-outs for them? Oh, well, um, yeah. Well, right upstairs from me is uh, the Old Town Artists, and you'll hear about them in a little bit. And um, down, and Alan, Alan Cook is my next-door neighbor, and on the other side is, uh, is uh, Screen Pro, and they do... Um, um, printed t-shirts and stuff and actually um, I've given her several designs and so um, I'll have I'll have some t some oh, design t-shirts now when own. people come in to see your art what kind of questions do you like to have them ask well I don't I don't probe for questions um, I like people to exper experience the work and um, usually that generates a whole lot of questions. <laughs> so I don't, yeah, I, I just sit back and wait for people to approach me. The how did you do that <laughs> question. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's frequent. <laughs> so in our next segment, uh, we're going to be talking to Charlie Marie. Uh, she's also going to be talking about ACVR as well as being able to tell us about her art as well. Um, you're listening to AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and you're listening to Connections Radio Show. And we're talking about the St. Paul Art Crawl coming up next weekend, so put it on your calendar. Don't miss it. Go down, check out the art, and buy some art because it's an investment in our artist community. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Building a new home or remodeling a treasured older home can be one of the most exciting and rewarding endeavors of a lifetime. The key to success is to have your priorities and expectations decided up front and that your building partners all share your goals and vision. Steve Northway, founder of Construction Advocates, takes the mystery out of the process of building or remodeling and helps ensure a rewarding process for all involved. For more information or to set up an interview with Steve, go to constructionadvocates.com. That's constructionadvocates.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Shambot from Shambot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, get-you-out-of-pain-now dental office. We always offer a free exam and x-rays for new patients because we believe you shouldn't have to pay to find out what's wrong with your teeth. Call today. We're open early and late and Saturdays to fit your schedule. As my daughter Rachel says, If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH or visit fixmyteeth.us. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hi, Gregory Rich, founder and chief at Habitation Furnishing and Design, and now I'd like to invite you to kill your Sunday evenings with me right here on AM 950 with Drink in the Style. It's a one-hour-long conversation of interior design, art, architecture, and pretty much anything else visual and aesthetic, all while enjoying some booze handcrafted by our friends at Mill Valley Kitchen. Can you think of a better way to spend Sunday evenings? Drink in the Style, Sundays. 5 p.m. Thank you, Minnesota, for helping family-owned Warner Stellion become one of the most respected appliance sellers in the U.S. We believe the best way to thank you is with unbeatable savings. Now through October 15th, get free installation from our trusted specialists on select Bosch and KitchenAid dishwashers. Or save hundreds on a new kitchen suite. We'll help you find just the right one to complement your style. These and hundreds more unbeatable deals await you through October 15th exclusively from Minnesota's own appliance specialist, Warner Stellion. Park Square Theater invites you to The Agitators, a new play telling of the surprisingly timely story of the friendship, 
between Susan B. Anthony and Frederick Douglass. Young abolitionists, when they met in the 1840s, they were full of hopes, dreams, and common purpose. Great allies, yes, and at times, great adversaries. They agitated the nation, they agitated each other, and in doing so, they changed the course of American history. On stage at Park Square Theater, now through October 28th. Check out parksquaretheater.org. That's parksquaretheater.org. talk about ideas that happen. And today we are talking about the St. Paul Art Crawl with fabulous artists. We've got Brenda Brousseau, who is an artist and is the executive director of the St. Paul Art Crawl. We have Kristen Mackham, who is the executive director of the Minnesota Museum of American Art, uh, otherwise sometimes nicknamed the M. We have Cecilia Schiller, who talked to us about her, her magical, whimsical uh, sculpture creations that move in a mechanical way. And she did have the highest aptitude for mechanics in her junior high. And as we were at break, I found out from Kristen that you have actually played uh, that very hole that she was talking about at the Can-Can. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. And Can-Can Wonderland is a great place to, to hang out with the whole family. Um, and that was one of the, the more fun uh, holes that, that we played when we were there. So I was really happy to hear that. I mean, that's the ultimate in participatory art, right? <laughs> was it challenging? Um, I got a hole in one, Ooh. I think. <laughs> uh, also today we have Charlie Marie, who is going to be talking to us about her art. And then the next segment, we've got Michael Schmidt. So we've got a great crowd here today. And I'm going to go to you, Charlie. Charlie, tell me, I'm proud of your art. <laughs> uh, one of the reasons I'm excited about your art is that you are in the district that we sponsored. And uh, Chad Larson, who's the president here of AM950 and owner, and I picked your piece not knowing it was you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> and you. love it. It is a, a beautiful piece. Thank you. Um, I do appreciate it myself. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about it so we can get the audience excited about to uh, come see it. It's a, it's a large piece, mm -hmm. uh, and it has it's very colorful, and you have some unique things about it. Tell me about it. My abstract paintings are usually very textured and layered. Um, I like to play on light, so I'll have that this piece can be turned each way up upside down, upside right, and so it's like two paintings in one, and it has lots of color, mostly blue and black, and there's some orange. Um, I use lots of different materials with my abstracts. I use rocks and sticks, um, cards, old cards, um, anything I can get my hands on, really, and And where do, you draw, where do you draw your inspiration mostly from? Lately, it's the group I'm involved in, with, which is Old Town Artists. Um, it's a little community um, co-op located also in the ACVR building. There's 13, 14 of us, and I feel like it's like college to me. I learn a lot from my peers, and it's in a very non-judgmental environment. And you also have Wednesday night uh, opportunities. Do you want to tell us about that? Yes, it's Wednesday night life drawing, and we have a very informal gathering of artists who can draw or paint a life model. We have long poses um, of two or three hours. The cost is really affordable. It's $9 for two hours, 13 for three, and we have wine and popcorn after. <laughs> your, your art, you also said, is interactive, and that you see art in everyday life, in everything. I do. Um, this piece that I have for the crawl, I have so you can turn it upside down, upside right, so it's two paintings in one. I made sure it was 3D or textured, kind of like a relief painting, so the light changes um, around it. Um, as well as light changing the features of the painting, which bring out different textures. Um, so that piece is interactive because it can be changed and change the mood of the room. Tell me about the other artists that are part of the Old Town Artists. Um, we have amazing talent. Um, we have people that have been members since the beginning um, of 
Old, Old Town founding, which was in 1958, which is, I believe, Bruce Palmer, amazing talent. And then I think our youngest is Alex Bexler, and she um, is in her 30s, and she's an amazing talent with online and digital art as well as an amazing painter. I love that it started in 1958. I mean, mm -hmm. that's 60 years. Well, it's actually originated as Old Town, which was what Lower Town was once called. And they moved around quite a bit, and founding members were Paul Kramer, Betty Sievert, and Del Chambly, I think I'm saying that correctly. And it came from the St. Paul Gallery School of Art, which I'm learning today is pretty interesting. I'm excited to look that up a little more. It's a forerunner to the uh, Museum of uh, Minnesota American Art. Mm -hmm. So we've got a connection. Mm -hmm. We keep learning every mm -hmm. time we do the show about the multiple connections that we all have. So it was fun that you came in excited about uh, this, the old town and unfind that there is a next iteration of it. And we'll be talking more about that in our fourth segment. They are opening, and you can say a little bit now, go ahead, uh, about we've got an opening on December 2nd, right? Yes, the Minnesota Museum of American Art is opening our new home um, in downtown St. Paul on Sunday, December 2nd, with a big free public uh, celebration uh, day of seeing the new museum. The, the art uh, from our collection is going to be coming out in a new exhibition. We have uh, two other shows opening at the same time, and it's the inauguration of our new Center for Creativity at and the same we'll, time. And, we'll, and, and you guys need to stick around because we're going to talk even more about all the different things that are going to be available at that event and activities and cool things to do on December 2nd. Uh, getting back to your art, Charlie, you talk about it being emotionally based. Um, it is difficult for me to talk about my art in these situations because it's an expression of what I don't know what to put into words or how or how to be understood by other people. So the intention is sometimes to get it out and away from me or sometimes even to understand something I don't know I'm processing. So I so use art, different art, things. Art is a language and art is a way to explore mm -hmm. and art is a way to... Uh, figure out things and communicate with other people what I really like is when people see different things in my art and I am not interested in correcting people or telling them what to see but it's almost like they see and they tell me what it is is that what you like when folks come in is to have them tell you what they um, experience when they see your art yes and I'm grateful that in it inspires other people to think of different things or tell me what they're going through if it's emotional or not and so have you had an experience where they totally got what you were uh, experiencing and they experienced it as well <laughs> I have to do a shout out to my close people uh -huh. there's some close friends of mine and they're a handful but they're very special and who know me and know um, the shy side of me and can kind of read me and so that always surprises me, even though I've known these people for, like, 20 years. And um, that's when I feel I'm understood. But and they I, uh, can see that in your art. Mm -hmm, they kind of can catch it. But for other people that I'm getting to know or new people, it's almost like they're telling me something I didn't know and that I needed to hear. So that's where I feel it's interactive, too. What a wonderful way to get feedback. Yeah. Well, go see Charlie's art. She's at the ACVR. Uh, it's October 12th, 13th, and 14th. Uh, a great weekend to explore art all over St. Paul. The St. Paul Art Crawl is a fabulous opportunity to see any art that you want. And we'll be talking more about that in the next segment. So stay tuned. Just a few commercials, and then we'll be back to talk more about art with Michael Schmidt. Join Quorum as they celebrate their 25th annual National Coming Out Day Luncheon, presented by U.S. Bank. This inspirational luncheon gives voice to the power of living openly, honestly, and with authenticity. 
Coming out still matters, and the National Coming Out Day Luncheon is a reminder that doing so creates new advocates for equality. Reserve your tickets today for this event on Thursday, October 11th. The National Coming Out Day Luncheon will be at McNamara Alumni Center this year, 200 Southeast Oak Street in Minneapolis. The luncheon will go from 11 a.m. to 1.15 p.m., with tickets available to members for $59 or non-members for $69. Guest speakers include Tom Hoke, Ann Deist, Minneapolis City Council member Philippe Cunningham, and youth advocate Manolin Houle. Quorum depends on the generosity of its sponsors to continue providing the highest quality of service, so please consider signing up for one of the sponsorship levels or sponsoring a table at the luncheon. Learn more or purchase your tickets at TwinCitiesQuorum.com. That's TwinCitiesQuorum.com. Rudy Luther Toyota has a great selection of new vehicles, but Rudy Luther is also one of the largest volume Toyota certified used vehicle dealers in the country. They have better prices than many non-certified dealers. They offer a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty, feature incredibly low interest rates, and all their vehicles go through a comprehensive inspection and reconditioning process. And right now, they are paying top dollar for your trade-in, even if you didn't buy from them. Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Park Square Theater invites you to The Agitators, a new play telling the surprisingly timely story of the friendship between suffragette Susan B. Anthony and civil rights activist Frederick Douglass. Young abolitionists, when they met in the 1840s, they were full of hopes, dreams, and common purpose. Great allies, yes, and at times, great adversaries. They agitated the nation. They agitated each other. And in doing so, they changed the course of American history. The story of the Civil War and its aftermath comes to light in exploring the roots of racism during the abolition of slavery and also brings to light the struggles of sexism and the challenge of female emancipation. This play touches the agitator within to fight for what's important. Directed by Signe V. Haraday, this regional premiere stars Emily Gunyu Hallis as Susan B. Anthony and Mikkel Sapp as Frederick Douglass. On stage at Park Square Theater, now through October 28th. Check out parksquaretheater.org. That's parksquaretheater.org. AM 950 listeners, we have a home cleaning company with an offer just for you. They're Blue Sky Services. Blue Sky Services will wash your windows, siding, gutters, clean those black streaks off your roof, and much more. Window washing starts at $100. Siding cleaning starts at $199. Call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484 to ask for the AM950 special. If you hear this, you have an exclusive house cleaning offer for AM950 listeners. Call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484. That's 651-447-4484. With your AM950 weather, I'm Hunter Haas. Today, mostly cloudy with a high near 50. Sunday, chance of showers, high near 53. And Columbus Day Monday, rain likely with a high near 61. The St. Paul Art Crawl is next weekend, Friday, October 12th, Saturday, October 13th, and Sunday, October 14th. This is a perfect opportunity for art lovers to celebrate, learn about, and collect local art. The Art Crawl has over 300 participating artists. Find out more at stpaulartcrawl.org. Radio show. Love that lead in. Yeah, the art crawl. You can go to stpaulartcrawl.org and you can also listen into our segment now uh, on the St. Paul Art Crawl. We've been talking with artists. We've got Kristen Mackham, who is the executive director of the Minnesota Museum of Art. Uh, American Art? Minnesota Museum of American Art. That's the reason we have a nickname, the M, because that happens occasionally. There we go. Well, thank you for that. Cecilia was in our first segment, and if you missed it, you can go to our podcast, which is on am950radio.com, and hear about her whimsical, cool sculptures that move mechanically. In our last segment, we learned a little bit about the... um, History, the the history of tell me it again, uh, the old old town, old town artists, old town artists, and the work that uh, Charlie does with the old town artists. And in this segment, we're going to be having a chance to learn more about Michael Schmidt's work. Welcome, Michael. Hi, Lori. So you've got some really interesting art. Why don't you tell us first about the art that that we can see at the St. Paul Art Crawl? Well, I'm I'm showing work um, at the. AZ Gallery in Lower Town. It's in the Northern Warehouse. And um, the AZ Gallery is a co-op gallery with a group of um, great artists. I'm not a member, but I'm a guest artist. And that's one of the places that I've shown regularly over the years uh, for the St. Paul Art Art Crawl. And uh, the collection that I'm showing 
for the art crawl is my urban landscapes, and that's kind of what I'm known for. But I go off in different directions. I do I do a lot of different work, abstract painting and collage and things. But uh, if you come down to the Northern Warehouse for the for the art crawl, you'll see my urban inspired landscapes. We were talking earlier about you create what's around you. Uh, that there are telephone wires and there's buildings and and that inspires you to to create these pieces. Tell me a little bit more about that. Right. I just I kind of feel like art is just a it's it's my life. So so what I paint really just reflects what I see during the day when I'm, I'm I live in the city. I live in St. Paul and Como Park, but I I I have a uh, studio in Northeast Minneapolis, and and um, I have friends all over the Twin Cities, so I'm constantly driving around town, and the, and I see buildings and power lines and water towers, and my wife gives me grief because I'm always taking pictures while I'm driving, which is probably not. A, don't recommend that to the audience, but I'll, I've been known to snap a few photos with my iPhone while I'm driving. And, and y- you, we also talked about how you can start with one painting, but then you create something over it, and then maybe underneath it, it kind of sneak peek through. Tell me about that layering. Yeah, layers layers are important, and and I think I mean I go into paintings a lot of times, it not necessarily knowing what it's going to be. I mean, some of my work's more representational, so I think there's more of a clear path. But the abstract painting, especially, it'll be layers and layers of paint and other materials and. Sometimes it's just a, it's an abandoned painting that I couldn't resolve in the past, and I'll, and I'll find it in the corner of my studio and go back to it six months or a year later and, and do another painting over top of it. And those little bits and pieces that show through from the original painting really kind of give it some life and vibrancy and some history, and that's important to me. I like um, the water tower picture that's featured. Yes. Um, and it's, it, it's vibrant. It has lots of color to it, and I'm assuming that is part of like the light hitting it in, or is it just a color that you that know, intrigues you those pa- those paintings of, of buildings and water towers and they'll they'll often just start with a sketch or a or a photograph I take and then and a lot of times even the colored paintings they just start from a black and white image and the, the colors are invented and I just I just love the color you see in the urban uh-huh. environment all the all the peeling paint and rust and the rust is what yeah. I've thought of too with that, that exactly. orangey. but just, it 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 fuzzes out. It isn't just a rust. I mean, right. it, it, it takes on a dimension of its own. Well, and one of the techniques I use, and, and you can see these uh, paintings at the AZ Gallery, I do, uh, I, um, I experiment a lot. And one of the things I like to do is use encaustic painting, which is melted wax. And I'll, I'll, paint, I'll paint the painting with the melted wax, and it looks, it looks complete in a certain way. It looks a little more like a tra- traditional painting. And then I'll I'll go back into the painting and I'll melt it, kind of uh, destroy it at the end. Uh-huh. I use an I use an iron and a heat gun, and it wow. <laughs> you get these sort of and it, it's a um, it's a real leap because you you can wreck a painting doing sure. this, but it it just I like sort of letting go of paintings and um, letting them turn into something else, and and that's what's to me that's what's exciting about it, and not having a clear clear path to a finished painting, but just sort of letting things happen. So those those melted wax paintings are really exciting for me. Well, that kind of explains some of it. There was something about it that seemed like it was fuzzified and right. intensified yeah. at the same point. Yeah, people will say that they, the paint, some of the paintings look like they remind them of, of seeing something off in the distance on a hot day, mm-hmm. that sort of yeah. hazy heat. That's exactly it, yeah. But you also, it has a very real basis you know, you right. you you see. It's not like it's abstract, but but it's um, decipherable. Right, and those and those paintings are the the urban imagery is a starting point, mm-hmm. and um, it's just sort of a framework for the painting. And and I and I'll often work on paintings upside down, just because I don't I don't want to worry too much about the image or the a narrative quality to it. I'm more interested in the composition and the color and the texture. How that. interesting. I'm sure people are, yeah. are mystified. <laughs> Do you have that right side up? Cra- crazy artists. <laughs> so when folks come and they come into your, uh, to the, um, the gallery that you're a guest uh, mm-hmm. at, what sort of questions do you like to talk to uh, the viewers about? Well, a lot of it is, is, uh, <clears throat> a lot of it is about the process, like what we're talking about. But then, you know, also the, the subject matter, the inspiration, people will, um, they'll see a painting that I, I did of a, of a power line and they'll, 
And they'll look at it and they'll say, you know, I really like this. And I don't know why I like it. They're, they're almost apologetic about uh -huh. it. But they, you know, they're drawn to it. And it might remind them. Sometimes there's a nostalgia thing with the water towers. And they're kind of iconic symbols. But, uh, yeah, people, it'll, it'll sort of spark a, a story or, you know, a connection to something in their past. Uh, the water tower might remind them of a location that they grew up in. And people often say, well, is this... Is this building or is this water tower on such and such corner? And I'll say, sure. And but I have a, lying. I have no idea where. Yeah. Let them have whatever you want it to that. be. That's fine. They all know. Right. Secrets out. Well, I think something like a telephone wire or a power wire you don't necessarily see as art or beauty. Right. And but there is something magical about it. I mean, the, I, telephone wires are now getting buried, and so we don't see them as much. Yeah, and, that's right. And so when you do see them, it's sometimes out in the country, and it's like, oh, I remember as a kid being outside and seeing these telephone wires, but I don't see them anymore, and then have them be captured in art. Well, and I think, for me, the, I think the job of an artist often is to just see things that people don't necessarily see on their own and, and uh, you know, just point out things, point out the ordinary. and Magnify. Yeah, and make the ordinary extraordinary or whatever. Have you always wanted to be an artist? Uh, I think I, yeah, I have. I, I mean, I was interested in art late in high school, and then I ended up, uh, I ended up going to college and getting a BA in history. And I grew up in Toronto, I should say that. And uh, but then I went to, I always had this desire to be an artist, and I went to art school after that for three years. And then I moved here to to Minnesota and started um, discovered the amazing art community here in the Twin Cities. I I was really lucky. As soon as I moved here, um, I got involved painting on the Dayton's eighth floor auditorium Christmas shows. And Cecilia, <laughs> our, our guest here, was uh -huh. I, I got to know her there, so there's a connection. But um, and and right there I met all these people who these amazing artists and people from the theater community. And I ended up painting backdrops for the opera and all kinds of stuff. And then but that slowly merged into doing my own paintings. I mean, I've always always drawn and painted on my own. So it that just sort of merged into doing my own fine artwork and now I do that full time. And you've also have art at the Radisson Blue. You're at Hamlin University. Um, you're at a medical center. You're at the university. Yep. So um, various paintings are you can see all over the Twin Cities. Just um, just selling to to uh, corporate clients and um, other organizations. Just for uh, the Hennepin County Medical Center recently purchased a couple paintings. So I have work all over. Is it commissioned, or do they see an art piece that they want? Uh, it's a mix. I prefer when when someone comes in and just buys the painting that I already uh -huh. painted. I mean, that's the best <laughs> thing for an artist, right? But um, I, I do commissions as well, and I it's usually a bit of a battle back and forth. And, you know, Tell me about that. Pe well, people always, you know, they want the picture of their dog or something, <laughs> and, I, and I don't do that. So, But, uh, uh -huh. and I, well, and, and I think when you... In, as for your career as an artist, when you get a little more confident, a little more established, you can, you can kind of stand your ground a little bit more, mm -hmm. and just say that this is, it's going to be a commission, but it still is going to be my painting and my vision, and I don't want too much input. Right. So that's it's always a little bit of a struggle. And you've been here twenty years. Uh, about twenty five years in the Twin Cities, St. Paul. And your more recent work, you had something last night. You said also. Well, I so I. My work does go off in different directions. I have four or five different bodies of work that I explore, and, and I have a, a, a display of large abstract oil paintings in the lobby gallery of an of a apartment complex in the North Loop in Minneapolis. So that's, that's kind of become a new thing for me in the Twin Cities, the, the boom of, of condo buildings. Well, a lot of these buildings have, have an art space, so I've had four or five shows in different buildings around the Twin Cities doing that. And to, uh, I'm going to have everyone share their website. To get to your website, you want to share that so that folks can take a look at your cool art? It's uh, michaelschmidtstudio.com. And Cecilia, want to share your? Certainly. It's just ceciliaschiller.com. <coughs> and you want to spell Schiller for us? That's with a C. So it's C-E-C-I-L-I-A, my first name, and Schiller, S-C-H-I-L-L-E-R. And then you'll see all sorts of magical, fun sculpture that moves. And videos. Charlie, you want to share your website that's best to see your art? My 
Most of my art is through the oldtownartist.com. You can see my membership there and also my fellow mates. Terrific. And to see uh, these artists work on our Connections Radio show, you can look it up on Connections Radio, or you can look at it as fits-radio.com, and you'll look at the St. Paul uh, Art Crawl, and we have all the artists that were featured today featured, so I want to encourage you to do that. You can also go to the stpaulartcrawl.org, and when you go there, there's all kinds of information, including how to get a bus pass for the weekend. You get to see where all the art uh, districts are, where all the buildings are. If you want to look up, uh, I want to see just oil paintings. Well, you can look it up by oil paintings. I want to look just at uh, jewelry. You can look up jewelry. You can look up whatever you want. And I want to make a special, uh, a special ask of the audience is if you love this art and you love seeing this art, support the art community. Uh, buy something. Uh, go and have it be an adventure to look at something that you want to make investment in the artists because the artists uh, provide for us a rich community and we need to support them to continue to do the great work that they're doing and support the St. Paul Art Crawl that allows us to go into all these studios and homes and galleries and celebrate art this fall. So in our next segment, we're going to also be hearing from a sponsor of the St. Paul Art Crawl and a great event that's coming up on December 2nd, which uh, explores and celebrates the, the opening of the, the Minnesota Museum of American Art. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. The Fall St. Paul Art Crawl, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective, will be running October 12th, 13th, and 14th. This is a must-do experience that you will love. Over the weekend, you'll have a chance to explore a wide variety of art while touring through local artist studios, lofts, and galleries. Hosting over 300 artists, up for purchase will be paintings, photography, pottery, sculpture, fiber arts, and more. The Art Crawl sprawls over 30 locations. Join the Art Crawl and discover outstanding art for you to own. And when you buy local art, you're providing to artists so that they may continue to create the art we love. The Metro Transit is supporting the local art community with a free transit pass. Download your pass to ride buses and light rail for free during the art crawl. Be sure to get details at the stpaulartcrawl.org. That's the stpaulartcrawl.org. Visit the wine bar at Cafe Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine. The perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Cafe Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts, 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. Fall in Minnesota is a time for comfort. Comfort foods, comfy sweaters. You can keep your home comfortable too with a new high efficiency furnace from Standard Heating. If you get one in October, you can also enjoy at least $1,300 in savings. That'd buy a lot of pumpkin spice lattes. Learn more about saving $1,300 on your new furnace at standardheatingdeals.com. Don't wait, this sale ends October 31st. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, comfort you deserve. You don't have to be an expert camper to enjoy the Boundary Waters. Big Bear Lodge is your home away from home that still lets you experience the Northwoods in authentic and modern woodsy cabins. Upon arrival, you'll be greeted by the owners whose priority is your relaxation. Take in amazing sunsets, stargazing, and moose viewing near the Gunflint Trail. There are free use of canoes and kayaks, guided pontoon tours, and private docks and fire pits. So come find your smile at Big Bear Lodge. More at BigBearLodgeMN.com. Building a new home or remodeling a treasured older home can be one of the most exciting and rewarding endeavors of a lifetime. The key to success is to have your priorities and expectations decided up front and that your building partners all share your goals and vision. Steve Northway, founder of Construction Advocates, takes the mystery out of the process of building or remodeling and helps ensure a rewarding process for all involved. For more information or to set up an interview with Steve, go to constructionadvocates.com. That's constructionadvocates.com. St. Paul Art Crawl. And I want you all to go to their website, 
stpaulartcrawl.org. It's October 12th, 13th, and 14th. That's just next week. Lots of fun, crazy good things to do. And I want you to go and find a treasure hunt and uh, buy some art on that treasure hunt for something that you can treasure and you can give to your family to treasure and you can create an heirloom of treasures. I know that's something that our family felt very strongly about. And what I love about the art crawl is that you can bring the whole family and you can introduce children early to art and get them excited about art and thinking about what pieces that they would like to have. I have a favorite piece that my, my mother bought that I always said I was gonna have someday and sure enough, she did give it to me. So um, keep that in mind, how this can be something that you celebrate in your family. So we've been talking about great art with great artists. Uh, we have talked with Cecilia Schiller about her, her beautiful sculpture and Cecilia, want to one more time give your website? It's www.ceciliashiller.com. We talked with Charlie Marie about her work with Old Town Artists. Mm -hmm. And your uh, oldtownartist.com is a good place to go to? Yep, and check me under members. Terrific. And Michael Schmidt was just telling us about Urbanscapes. And Michael, want to give us your, your website as well? Yes, it's uh, michaelschmidtstudio.com. And now we have the opportunity to talk with one of the sponsors of the um, St. Paul Art Crawl. And it's uh, the, the new M is coming soon, but we were talking about how the M is a great nickname for a longer name of the Minnesota Museum of American Art. And it's the only art museum in St. Paul, is that correct? Well, it's historically been the um, St. Paul's only art museum. There uh, are wonderful galleries um, and, and other places to see art in St. Paul at some of our, uh, our colleges and universities. And so um, luckily we're expanding, you know, that art is all over St. Paul. But this is the, this is the only uh, art museum that has a, a large permanent collection and um, has... has and now going to have a, a brand new facility and home in uh, in downtown St. Paul. Bef before we go, I mean, as a sponsor, I just want to say that um, I'm a little bit of the odd man out here because um, the museum is not going to be open um, during the art crawl this year. But thankfully, that allows me to be able to be a participant in, in just coming to see all of your fine work. I'm very excited to be um, to going around the art crawl and seeing work by all of you and in the different locations. And I think that's what's exciting about the St. Paul Art Crawl. And, and also to know that all of you, and not only to, to go to the, the crawl to see your work, sort of where you work, but also that your work, and I've been just um, really excited to hear that it's all over the Twin Cities. You can see Cecilia's and Michael's and Charlie's work in many different places. And that, uh, that's, that's an exciting thing too. So keep an eye out for our artists. And as an executive director of the M, Kristen Mackin, we're glad that you're here today also to talk about your museum okay. and the December 2nd uh, grand opening. So you've had almost a year of construction on this historic pioneer Endicott building. Yes. And on 2nd, you're going to have a grand opening for a full day of free, family-friendly experiences. And the activities on Sunday will include ribbon cutting, art making, performances, curator-led uh, tours. Tell us about it. Well, the uh, the museum is going to have a permanent home that we're opening in the historic Pioneer Endicott, which is a grand old building from the 19th century, built in uh, designed in large part by Cass Gilbert, mm -hmm. the architect from St. Paul, who also built our wonderful, um, or designed our um, uh, state capitol building. And so the... There's incredible architecture, but the fact that we have this uh, very old art museum, it's, we've been around in one form or another since the 19th century in a variety of different locations, but now we're going to be uh, on the primarily on the first floor of this, this building. And it's an opportunity for us to showcase our fabulous permanent collection of American art that goes from the 19th century to the present. It also bring it's an opportunity to showcase uh, contemporary artists in a variety of installations and, and exhibitions, and also our new Center for Creativity, which is going to be in the, uh, the corner spot on uh, the corner of 4th and Robert Street, where we'll be having brand new classes 
uh, art making classes for young and old. Anybody can come and and uh, and learn from teaching artists that we're going to be bringing in. We'll have uh, also artist takeover series. We have an an artist named Rebecca Crisanta de Ibarra, who's our first artist takeover, where you can come in and watch her actually make her art. You can ask questions. She'll be in um, uh, she'll be in residence in December after wow. the December second opening. So there'll be a lot for us to be doing and continue to do way past December second. But on the second, you've got a dance group, the super group, uh, Carrie Thompson is doing some work there, too. Tell me about Carrie. Sure. So um, we have two artists, uh, Carrie Thompson and Aki Shibata, are actually curating our wide-open studio. So that's another part of the Center for Creativity, where any time that you uh, that you want to come to the museum during open hours, you can make art. Anybody can come in and make art. And so they're curating a, um, a special art project that will be inaugurated on that day. Cool. And it, anybody can, can come and make art and, and be inspired by what they've, uh, they've come up with. And we talked a little bit about Sheila Pepe. Pepe? Pepe? Sheila Pepe. Pepe, yes. thank you. So we are doing an installation, um, an exhibition in our new sculpture court, our two-story sculpture court in the Endicott building. Um, and Sheila Pepe is a New York-based artist who works primarily in fiber. And uh, so she will have um, a big new site-specific installation in that space. Sheila will be coming from New York to, um, to work to have fun with people on the second to be able to create their own parts of the installation oh, nice. that will then be able to um, interact with, um, with, with her work that's going to be uh, on view then. A Hundred Years and Counting? Hundred Years and Counting is the exhibition in our that, that will be in our main gallery at that point, and that is from our permanent collection. So that is an exhibition of about 35 to 40 works that run from the early 20th century, uh, works by Paul Manship, one of St. Paul's great sculptors. Uh, Edward Curtis photographs will be in that show, um, and paintings by many, uh, many artists, both from, uh, from Minnesota and from um, the larger country. And all the way up to some very contemporary pieces that were created um, within the last couple years. David Bowen, and then I will be wrapping up. We've got less than a minute. If you want to tell me a little bit about David Bowen. Sure. David Bowen is going to be the artist featured in our window gallery, which is a gallery that really can be just uh, experienced from the street, looking through the windows. And he's a Duluth artist who does multimedia uh, and technology related to uh, the tidal waves um, in different parts of the world that will be viewed through light and inspiration. So this weekend, coming up, October 12th, 13th, and 14th, you got to go see the, the Fall St. Paul Art Crawl, uh, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective. Great art. Ten districts. 34 buildings. 300 artists. Amazing. <laughs> and then December 2nd, you don't want to miss uh, the opening of the M, which is the Minnesota Museum of American Art, uh, known as the M.